0: What's up, everyone? This is Ryan, the son. You're listening to the Other Category Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today is a great day for the nerd in me. I'm able to talk to a good, a good, good head, good mind when it comes to the the VR metaverse space, and I'm really excited to learn. This is genuinely a learning uh, experience for me, and I hope that as you listen, it's the same for you. So I'm gonna let. My friend here introduced himself, and then we'll hop into this podcast.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I'm Renji, uh, the founder of a tech company called Immersed. We're partnered with Meta, ByteDance, Microsoft, and sort of the other AR, VR tech giants on virtual reality offices. And so we're the top app on Zuckerberg's new headset, where people essentially spend 40, 50 plus hours every week legit working full-time in VR. They have the headset on for two to four-hour sessions at a time. They go take a break, they come back, put the headset back on, and they're uh, in their virtual HQ. They're uh, in the virtual office with their remote team. They, Whenever they're doing meetings, they can multi-screen share, they can whiteboard, but also when they're by themselves, they want to be in you know cool, interesting, private, distraction-free environments around all of their computer screens. Uh, this actually allows them to do all of that with just a laptop and a headset. So, you could even be on an airplane and have five virtual screens powered by immersed no. technology. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is, it isn't just virtual reality, it's also augmented reality. So, um, their videos that are going viral on Twitter right now. Feel free to look us up. Um, immersed on Twitter uh, or immersed VR on Twitter. A uh, ton of videos where a person's putting on a headset. You see them just in the real world with virtual screens kind of uh, all around them. And um, as soon as they take off the headset, obviously, like there's no screens because it's all virtual. You put it back on, all the screens are there. And so, uh, I mean, these videos are getting hundreds of thousands of views on Twitter. Uh, a lot of our videos are getting like millions of views on TikTok. And so uh, it's going pretty viral right now. And, and I think the cool thing is I know a lot of people when when Zuckerberg announced uh, this new headset, which people don't realize, like, this is not like a toy. It's a, a very sturdy premium device. It costs $1,500 because it's a professional device. Um, it's called the Quest Pro. So it's not like the $300, $400 kind of gaming console in your face, but instead it's like a... Uh, professional products. So if you want a professional VR device or AR, it's, it's actually like an augmented reality or a sort of mixed reality device. Highly recommend that headset, super high quality. They, ha- they have this thing called uh, color pass-through where um, it allows you to bring the camera image of the real world into the headset. And so you just feel like you're in the real world and that's why you're able to see your virtual dis- uh, virtual screens in the real world. So we have people, their videos that are going viral on Twitter where like, a random user will be cooking in their kitchen with the headset on while they're watching the game and as they're like kind of going between the wow. like the stove to the sink or whatever uh they just the screen's like floating with them so they don't have to like wow. have an ipad off in the corner or like the tv on in the distance but instead your screens are just with you while you're just doing your your menial tasks or chores so it's actually been really cool to see how uh this next generation of computing is something that a lot of these tech giants are trying to figure out and uh it's cool because you know i, I started this thing five and a half years ago and Back then, no one knew why or what I was working on. And uh, obviously there's like a lot of you know, just being laughed out of the room sort of thing, um, situations. And when COVID hit, that's when we started seeing some pretty um, crazy growth because people started working from home, we're trying to figure out better work solutions, we're trying to figure out better virtual office solutions. And so that's where things really started to take off. Wow.
0: And I, I what I love about this is when I got to check out the, the set, um, when I got to check out the set, my, uh, sorry, not the set, the app, um, it's, yeah, it's really cool. And I, I love, like, a lot of the stuff you're saying is touching on the fact that it's very seamless. It's not, it's very, it's it's advanced, but at the same time, very entry level as far as, like, use in user interface. and. Um, yeah, the hope I is for it is to just, be very intuitive. Yeah. Yes, yeah, super duper intuitive and um yeah like it's it's crazy to me as as i started learning about you know the metaverse or vr and web 3 and all that jazz seeing how it you know it's actually it's people are becoming more aware of it but it's actually not new it's not like brand new it's just people are becoming aware of it and i just love hearing how these things are already happening the stuff that when we were kids and watching like Iron Man, it's like literally happening. Like that—that's yeah. <laughs> I, when I hear you talking about somebody cooking in their kitchen, and they've got screens of the game on while it, in the front of them. Like that's literally Tony Stark building the Iron Man suit. Like <laughs> that's, that's awesome. so dope. So before we hop into some of the the, the deeper uh, questions, what is something that you know you like to do for fun?
1: yeah um probably basketball is probably one of the number one things i wish i played in high school i didn't play in high school i wrestled in high school i wasn't tall enough back in high school i was uh like five foot tall i wrestled 103 so like i was featherweight like i was lightweight but then i hit puberty like second half or the first half of junior year and then that's when i started growing i grew to like five six obviously still not tall enough to be to play basketball but then like i guess after college is when i ended up hitting 511 and so that's where like and, you know, even at that, that's still nothing crazy for basketball, but at least now it could be like a point guard or a small port yeah. or something. But so we play a lot of play a lot of basketball during undergrad just to, it's like, it's almost like a, a life hack for, for being able to have crazy, awesome cardio, make a lot of relationships, have a lot of friends and yeah. something to focus on and to really uh, like precision obviously is very important in basketball. And so mm-hmm. there's like a lot of life lessons there partnership, teamwork, things like that. So it's something that allows me to be very uh, like, because my job is very, it's a ton of creative problem solving. and kind of like fries your brain. I just need something a little bit more repetitive. And so basketball has a little bit of creativity on you know, the new move, the moves you do and the, the plays that you make happen. But a lot of it's repetition up and down the court. So I'm right there with you,
0: bro. I actually, that I was a basketball jock my, like whole life pretty much. And then yeah. I got to college and it, because of certain circumstances, it stopped, but, I realized that it is outside of it trying to pursue it as a career. It's a great, there's a lot of lessons in it. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely apply a lot of the aspects of basketball into like music or media or whatever I do. And it also is a great, I think reprieve is the word, like, you know, it's a way to relax and be human. So we got, we probably need to, we need to connect and play
1: sometime. Yeah, dude. Always welcome here in Austin. Yeah. Me and KC, we hoop here all the time, man. So. What? Man, no. Yeah man.
0: Yeah, I'll be <laughs> I'll be I'll be hitting y'all up for sure. All right. So you talked a little bit about about immerse VR and as I was using it, there were you know, I mean I feel like you did a really good job explaining it even in your intro, but I would love to hear, you know, when if you're going to tell somebody somebody who's never put our headset on. You know what immerse vr is what would you say i have things that i would say but like you know from you like what would you yeah. how would you explain
1: it yeah so i mean when you put a headset on because you have these um lenses that show you a whole other world like you put the headset on you don't feel like you're where you are in the real world you're just in a whole other virtual world and so what immerse does that it puts you in a in a the location to teleport you to virtually is a virtual office right so not necessarily things like cubicles and stuff, but more of a creative office that um, isn't bound by the laws of the physics. So you could literally be in a spaceship in low Earth orbit and you are orbiting the Earth. You see the Earth slowly rotating and you have your virtual screens and you're just kind of in this, you hear the hum of the engines uh, pushing the propelling the spaceship forward and you're able just to get a lot of work done, right? So it's sort of this app that allows solo people to be immersed in their multiple screens. Um, even though they have just their headset and their laptop, uh, they can get a ton of work done. It helps them enter this mode of deep work more frequently and for longer periods of time. And you know, before you know it, you take off the headset after a couple of hours and you know they they would have gotten six, four, uh, six hours worth of work done in just two hours because they were just focused in a distraction environment. So there, there's the solo aspect of it. And then there's also the collaboration aspect of it where I have my headset on, you have your headset on all over in Waco. And we could be sitting side by side and doesn't even have to be a virtual office. It could be whatever environment we want it to be. And we could, you know, watch a movie remotely together, right? Like I know grandkids and their grandparents who live in different states do that using Immersed Now too, where uh, they'll put up a movie on the big screen while maybe the grandparent's getting some work done or something. And the child is there being able to, you know, feel like they're with their grandparents, even though they can't see them every day of the week. You know, we have users who get to see their grandparents every day of the week now just to hang out with them. It's really, really cool.
0: That's really cool. It's really dope. So if I at selfishly, I want to I'm interested to see like if I so say I'm an artist or someone in the creative world and I want to look at ways that I can engage with immersed VR, you know, in in a way that's kind of either sets me apart or just I get ahead of where culture is going, where when it comes to media, what are some opportunities or what are some things uh, that VR that immersed VR kind of
1: sets the stage for that?
0: that you could tap into. One thing that's really cool is we have
1: a lot of built-in communities there, right? So if you feel like there aren't very many creatives near where you live, you put on the headset and you have access to all all the creatives in the world who use uh, virtual reality as well. So uh, there's a lot of people on our Discord who legit like based on certain topics that they're interested in, like coders, for example, they who want to learn the best tricks of the trade or designers or uh, product managers or day traders. Like they all have their sort of own virtual clubs in a sense they put on the headset they're with a ton of like-minded people all around the world it's different from being on reddit or some sort of forum or something it's different from watching videos on youtube you're not with them you're not ideating you're not going back and forth on reddit it's just like text you're actually with these people you are teleporting there and you are part of this like instantaneous club sort of thing so i know cities have uh you know there's meetup.com and you can kind of uh, go to events uh specific type things that people have to like put on order pizza market it and hopefully the right people come out or you put on the headset and you have access to these people all day every day so it's a very different approach to uh building community
0: wow so it almost i mean it almost you know filled in my gut it's like almost like uh it it would be who've created it's a metaverse. Incur- <laughs> yeah it is the metaverse it is like and i feel like it's something that it's a natural transition that I, I would probably encourage creators. I would encourage even business people to, to lean into. It sounds like, sounds like something to encourage people well, to get
1: into. Here's a, here's an example. So uh, we have a lot of people who are influencers on social media or subject matter experts, or what, what, what people have influence or whatever it is, like, like uh, an Andy Minio, right. Or uh, mm-hmm. like an MKBHD, right. Like if they're able to, instead of going live on YouTube or live on TikTok or live on Instagram. And respond to users com- or followers' comments, and then like engage with them that way. What if they could put on a VR headset, be in the same room as a ton of their follower base mm-hmm. uh, who have VIP access, whatever? And you're actually hanging out with MKBHD or Andy Minio or whatever, and you're able to collaborate on things that you never thought you could. And it's win-win because Andy or MKBHD don't need to fly anywhere to go visit their follower base in a certain area, and uh, so it's not this whole like ordeal that takes you know six hours to fly somewhere, book a hotel, car rental, blah, 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 like put on these events. Yeah. yeah, You you, you can do it every night. And so uh, it's, it's a much more immersive version of going live. And uh, that's something that immersive is working on behind the scenes as well.
0: That's awesome. So are there any, are there any, yeah. you, You mentioned there's stuff going on behind the scenes like that. Are there any cool, you know, things coming up for like in 2023 that, I don't know if you're allowed to say
1: anything,
0: but- There's a
1: okay. lot that I'm not, not allowed to say, but there's a lot that I can say too. So we have this, so we announced some partnerships with a lot of web three companies like Polygon, the world's number, uh, number one layer two blockchain. There's uh, Republic Crypto, which is the world's number one tokenization firm. They help companies launch a token or a cryptocurrency. There's uh, our partnership with Every Realm, which is kind of the virtual real estate side of things. Um, there's a company called Ready Player Me, we partnered with in the Web3 space that uh, cares about digital identity and ownership. And so for us, uh, we realize that people want to do more than just work in VR, but they actually want to start, start building businesses in this metaverse and uh, employ people in this metaverse and transact goods and services and experiences in this metaverse. So for us, we're putting economic pillars in place to try to get the world's economy into our metaverse. Sounds crazy. Um, but... Partnering with these Web3 companies actually allows us to pull that off very, I guess, in, in, a, in a sort of a clever way, because we're not the experts in all these different things. Uh, those subject matter expert companies are. And so we're working on something with Republic Crypto, which I'm really excited about, where I guess about a year ago, there was uh, this hype around something called Play to Earn. It's these different uh, games that ultimately would uh, reward you for playing their game using actual cryptocurrency. And obviously, you could cash that out. As U.S. dollars, and so the downside to that was a lot of those games that would release cryptocurrencies. The games sucked; they weren't games that people enjoyed. And so, you know, grandmas and grandpas even would download the game on their phone. They would just like swipe whatever they needed to just to get cash out. It was like a it's like a vending machine for money or like an ATM, unlimited ATM. And so, these companies that had cryptocurrencies that did well also dumped as well. So not only the pump, but also the dump and uh screwed a ton of people over monetarily and then the companies themselves didn't do very well and so we 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 realized the the heart behind what they were trying to pull off as far as democratizing access to wealth was good um but it wasn't a long-term sustainable model and so what we're working on with republic crypto is something called a work and earn token so it's where the more you work in vr ar mixed reality you actually get rewarded for that using a cryptocurrency, but that's also a token that you could use to actually spend in this metaverse too, where awesome. we have builders who are providing goods and services. And really it's it's this way for people to be able to start transacting in a metaverse economy for the first time ever. So I'm really excited about that. That's
0: awesome. That sounds really sustainable. Like so, like you said, it sounds very sounds more realistic, like that kind of work and earn and it's it's less. Yeah, it's supposed to just play to earn it's, yeah yeah it, it feels less it feels like there's less of a catch and more of a like hey if you
1: spend time here you get this it's win-win immerse has more user engagement people get rewarded and it's not going to be like you spend an hour and get a thousand bucks it's not it's going to be something where it accumulates over time where it's like 50 bucks yeah. for 40 hours spent right something like that so there's nothing crazy it's just if you're already working in vr and getting value out of it why not also get rewarded also monetarily you know just passively right like even when i think about Amazon cashback rewards, for example, um, you know, even if I walk into a Walmart or a Target and the product I want to buy is even in my hands, I'm still mentally trained to pull out my phone and order it on Amazon because I get credit for it. And it actually doesn't take that long to get the, the actual thing I'm trying to purchase. It'll be there the next day or even later that day. And so uh, because of that, I'm mentally trained to get credit for the things that I'm buying. And so because I'm already finding value in purchasing items in general, because Amazon rewards me back, I'm actually trained to use Amazon over Walmart, Target, whatever else. And so sure, there's going to be more apps out there where people can try to get virtual screens and try to collaborate and all that type of stuff. There's actually, we have something like 120 competitors, but today Immersed is the number one product in this space because it's the most intuitive, but eventually, I'm not sure. I, like, I'm, I it wouldn't be surprising to me if more people c- figure out ways to create intuitive apps. And so... How does immerse create as much of a loyalty uh, or a loyal user base? If we're able to create a, a an economic model that incentivizes them to stay with us, then that ends up helping us build a much more competitive company.
0: That's that's well, I'm I'm team immersed yeah. right now. <laughs> I, I don't have any. I I love how intuitive it is. It's really it's literally like just hearing what you're saying. It's like having, you know, in the same way we have the Zoom app to use Zoom on our laptop and interact with people it's like literally the same way if not even more intuitive uh you just put on a headset and that's about it you use the app and there's all these incentives and there's a community i love how you touched how you're touching on how em- immersive it is but intuitively yeah. i see what you did there um so um so back to the community thing i love what you were saying about like you know how creators or pe or influencers or people who need to engage with media they can tap into community in a in a in a more efficient and grand way through the app, um, and a lot of people don't know that simply because they're either uh, weren't told or they hear metaverse and um, for some reason. Culturally, for some, you know, my, some microcosms of culture, there is a reluctancy or there's some kind of like, oh, the spook, the metaverse, the spooky metaverse or the end of the world. Ready player. And if I had a nickel for every time I heard like people, <laughs> yeah. eating, like, oh, man, it's going to become we're going to become like Wally or Ready pre, re, People really forget that it's actually you can choose to do it or not. And it's like, yeah. it's just like using a computer. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of like, you know, hear, hear some of your takes on some of the myths of the metaverse um, that are keeping people from engaging with this awesome opportunity to kind of have, you know, fan base, community, marketing, whatever you want to call it in a more, you know, what's the word, like in a very immersive, intuitive way. So I'm just going to go through some of the myths and then I'm just going to let you let you Debunk them if if necess- if it yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So one of the myths that is commonly brought up is that the metaverse is a threat to family and society.
1: That's funny. Yeah. 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 So it's funny. Like the reason why we're building immersed is not because you know I love remote work and being by myself working from home. The reason why I'm building immersed is because I hate remote work and I'm trying to unite people who are remote. Um. So because of COVID there are times where you got to lock down or we don't know what's gonna happen in the future and if there's a way to make sure that we could be more connected similar to like how facetime has made grandparents and their grandchildren be more united for example uh immersed is wanting to do that in a more telepresent type way where you feel like you're with them facetime i don't feel like i'm with you even on this podcast i don't feel like i'm with you i feel like i'm watching a video of you um yeah. but putting on a headset even if you're a cartoon avatar right obviously the photorealistic avatar is coming out but even if you're a cartoon avatar to get too close to me it feels kind of weird like it, that shows you I'm having a physical response to the fact that you you are virtual next to me. So I think that this metaverse actually helps unite people rather than isolate them. You have apps out there like TikTok or Instagram that feed you content. That's a little bit more isolating than uh, a metaverse type product that relies on interaction. And so uh, at the end of the day, like if interaction is the core of the application itself, uh, if anything, that should help your social skills. Yeah,
0: especially socially social issues.
1: Like yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Awesome. All right. Debunked number one. That was the number one myth debunked. I loved what you said. It was great. All right, so another one. Number two would be the metaverse is new in untested environment that's not practical for everyday life. It's just for gaming and
1: entertainment. Yeah, I think a lot of the, this is kind of in most industries, oftentimes any sort of uh, technological advancement uh, usually starts off in entertainment and gaming. Just because uh, a lot of other practical type technologies have to be tested and tried and true first, right? And uh, you need some sort of playground to test it in that has low stakes. So usually, no matter what type of technology, it starts off as a toy or some sort of electronic that, I guess, nerdy techie gamers or whatever will mess with first. And then it becomes something that actually becomes of value to the rest of society. So an example would be even Reddit, for example. In the early days, Reddit was just like a way for nerds to kind of talk on forums and stuff. And eventually, now it's like a way where you can just learn how to do stuff, right? For practical mm-hmm. things or Facebook, right? In the early days of Facebook, it was just like college students who yeah. were like just talking smack or like, you know, gossiping or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And eventually it became a platform that reunited people who haven't seen each other in decades, right? And then became a super, yeah, even longer. And and it ultimately ended up being something that helped uh, businesses market products to customers who uh, would be interested in purchasing their goods and services, right? So. Um, they end up being a very useful tool. So there's so many examples where things might start off as a toy or entertainment that eventually, over the course of time, find its way into the practical world. I think when people think uh, the Metaverse is some sort of toy or game, so is everything else that they currently use today at some point. And so uh, like even, for example, like when the AirPods came out, it's a very, this is you know, c- currently a very practical, professional device that I use, like a tool for work. But in the early days, even before Apple got into in-ear Bluetooth earphones, Samsung had them, Bose had them like years before Apple did. And back then, you know, people would think about, oh, the only reason why they have that is for like, you know, the I remember I had uh, I was playing Halo when I was uh, when I was 14. I had this Halo 2 green earpiece thing that was connected to my Xbox controller and it looked like a toy and it kind of was. But that was kind of proving out the technology. Fast forward 10 years uh, or 15 years. Now you have this thing, which was uh, sort of the the successor to a lot of these older toy experimental type technologies. So that's kind of in every space. It sounds like a cop out.
0: So. yeah, it's when the more you think about it, it's like even some of the most monetarily practical things like YouTube now,
1: like YouTube, YouTube computers, like, was, everything, was dude. Like,
0: yeah, it used to be just YouTube used to be exactly what Vine was. It was just like a way to go laugh. Yeah. And now it's that and more. So I am yeah. with you there. All right. Uh, number three, the metaverse will negatively affect mental health and lead to depression and anxiety
1: yeah i mean i think that's kind of with every technology right so it really comes down to the individual and how they use it right so i will say there's different approaches to this metaverse uh future vision uh zuckerberg has his ver- vision tim cook has a different vision he doesn't even call it the metaverse he just calls it like almost like a digital layer over the physical society which i think that that's going to be the most practical use uh or version of this which i think that that's a healthy and 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 i i like that uh, perspective actually probably align a little bit more with Tim Cook than I do with Zuckerberg on this. And then you have some people who are just like resistant to all of it, where they're like, I don't want anything. It's like, well, you said that about the iPhone 15 years ago, but now it's probably your number one used device. So I think at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't really matter what people say. Uh, They're going to adopt it anyway. Because at the end of the day, I've realized these tech giants are financially incentivized to get you to adopt a product that you really enjoy. And if this metaverse is not something that you enjoy, then Zuckerberg, Tim Cook, none of them profit off of you. So what they need to do is figure out a digital layer of life that you will want to buy into. And once they do inevitably figure that out, you're going to adopt it. And (laughs) just like everything else. And there's benefits to adopting it early that it's like, Mm -hmm. man, why not miss, why miss out? Do you want to be the uh, producer or the consumer? The producers hop on now the consumers come on later, just like YouTube, uh, just like Facebook, Instagram, anything like the producers are the first ones on a platform, establishing their presence, establishing their credibility. The consumers come afterward. And yep, the early ones win. Man, dang. I'm like trying everything within
0: me, trying to hold everything within me not to rat or trail into, how do I become a producer? But we can... <laughs> yeah. So number, that was number three. Yes, debunked. Number four, this one is tricky. The metaverse exists only in
1: VR. Yeah, there are plenty of different takes on this. And by the way, like, all the metaverse questions, like <laughs> I've been asked all of these questions. Like, really? These are <laughs> yeah. This is probably like the 40th time I've about to answer the yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> so it's, it's funny because there that that definition has become more broad in recent years, uh, or really just the past year ever since Facebook rebranded to Meta, right? So that's kind of the catalyst, which is pretty crazy to think that Facebook changing the name to Meta has had such an impact on society. <laughs> it seems like such a small, it's a big decision, but it's one little detail that changed. And it changed all of society, like the word metaverse wasn't even a word a year and a half ago to most people. It was just mainly kind of this esoteric niche kind of term that only nerds might have known. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't applied to everything virtual. It wasn't applied to Fortnite and Goldeneye on the N64. Like People don't talk about that as metaverses. When people thought metaverses, they thought Ready Player One, they thought Wally. whatever. What was funny is, yeah, now everyone's calling, you know, this a metaverse. And I understand what they mean by that. They just mean you're interacting with a virtual world. And to be real, this is my window into a virtual world. Like if I go out into the real world down there without my phone, I actually would feel pretty lonely, isolated, even though I'm around a ton of people, because I don't know anyone down there. This is my window to all of my family and my friends. This is my virtual window to the world. So you can call this a a, a metaverse, but until I have this back in my pocket, I feel isolated, which is interesting because that's not even the case with or that's not only the case with people who adopt technology. That's also the case with even like grandparents who don't use technology. They're like, they don't have their phone. They don't have a way to contact people. And they feel very, they're not going to go out into the world down there and also make new families and friends. Like yeah. your, your world is here. So all that to say, like when I, when I think of metaverse, yes, I personally think of something that's more immersive. Um, so that it's actually a little bit more of a virtual world, not just virtual access Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of making it more broad of a definition. At the end of the day, for all I know, the word metaverse is probably going to, maybe it'll go away in two or three years. Just like how people used to call the internet information superhighway or the World Wide web. When's the last time you heard those phrases? Probably decades. Now we call it the internet, if that. And so I don't even know if, you know, the the word NFT is going to be a thing in a few years, right? Like Mm -hmm. people will just call it digital ownership or something. I don't don't know, right? Uh, Virtual ownership. Likewise with metaverse, uh, whether it be on your phone or on a headset, we might just call it the internet. all i know
0: all right yeah uh the re my reasoning for asking it was like i just wanted people to see like what you said about the phone like it's you're already kind of in it
1: yeah you're already contributing to it like they don't realize that apple meta or facebook these are all companies that whether you like it or not they have access to your information and you are contributing to that information every time you interact with something on your phone you are adding information that's very pertinent to them or important to them. Mm-hmm. And as they build out a more immersive virtual future, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, you're already contributing into it now. Even if you're just checking your email and responding to an email, you're contributing to a virtual digital world. Because before this type of technology, maybe you could write a letter to someone and they'll get a response a month later or something. But like exactly. at the end of the day, this allows us to have more rapid, deeper, closer connections, whether we like it or not. Um, and you have the flip side. Yeah, You have the argument on both sides of things as far as, people who only consume and like watch TikTok videos all day. Yeah, maybe they're isolating themselves, but that really comes down to uh, human self-control.
0: I love that you said that. I've been saying, I've been trying to preach that to the Met, like it's it's all these fears that we have are
1: actually, you're fearing your lack of self-control, if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing, like, because we live to only be 60 to 80 years old, I don't know, whatever, maybe say eight years old, 70 80 years old on average, uh, humans aren't very good at history, meaning every type of, uh, advent of technology that came out, the older generation was pretty resistant to it. And the younger generation was like, no, this is the future. And that's been happening for the past century, right? Think about where like Henry Ford comes out with the electric or the, the, the first uh, vehicle, the first car automobile. And, uh, you have the old heads who are saying, no, the horses are the tried and true way to whatever. And the younger generation is adopting these cars that like, you know, run on gas and it's just like or diesel whatever it was back then or where uh newspapers even before that right where it's like oh you always had your face buried in that newspaper you're never interacting with us as humans yeah or you know and the, i don't know if you ever saw that meme that showed about like in the 1960s where people are riding on buses with all their newspapers and they were isolated because everyone had their own newspaper and then they had a picture right next to it that showed on the bus everyone's on their phone yeah it's the same wow. thing history just repeats itself yeah, <laughs> oh, Wow, dude. That is humans incredible. are not good at, yeah, humans are not good at, uh, at history, man. <laughs> it's this, nothing is new under the sun, man. Like that's why it doesn't phase me when people say stuff. Cause I'm like, like, yeah, I, I I'm not God. So I wasn't here a hundred years ago, but you just got to read it in history books. Yeah. This all, yes. this all yeah. already happens. And what ends up inevitably inevitably happening anyway, is mm-hmm. people inevitably start adopting this stuff anyway. Right. So I'm like, you might as well feed into it. It's just the way humans work. Technology is not inherently evil. It's just what you do with it as a human.
0: Notable. Notepads. Put that in your... Tattoo that on your arm. That was... Man. All right. Um, There's your highlight clip, man. That was... So, last one, and then... Yeah, then we'll hop into how to connect with you and all that jazz. So, five. The last one. This is probably... You kind of already said it, but why not say it? Number five. Meta slash Facebook
1: owns the metaverse they don't it's like saying they own the internet no one owns the internet i mean i guess you could argue amazon web services owns the most like the bulk of the internet because everything's mainly running on their servers but you got google cloud you got microsoft whatever meta the reason why facebook changed their name to meta is so that people think the word metaverse would mean by the way super brilliant by zuck it's just so that people would yeah. think metaverse means facebook's universe as opposed to virtual universe and so uh that was clever it's very like i got into yeah, to Zuckerberg. Smart. smart yeah and and this was so funny like facebook stock is down to like 90 bucks a share right at its peak it was like 350 and i'm like this is the perfect time for me to buy like this is not financial advice but i'm like when you hear zuckerberg talk on his uh quarterly earnings call this guy sees the future like people don't realize he sees the future he sees the future H- him cutting like 30 40,000 employees uh, from 100,000 employees down to like, you know, 70 60,000 employees to have them all focus on metaverse like having 100,000 employees they're kind of working on all these kind of random apps like WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, like, like just uh you know Oculus like random kind of spread effort then. If he realizes which he has, he's realized that he hasn't been able to control his own destiny completely because Facebook is accessible on the iPhone or on your Google Pixel or whatever or on your MacBook or on your PC. Facebook doesn't own any of that hardware. They are subject to the gatekeepers who own the hardware who create the hardware. So Zuckerberg's thinking, dang, okay, well, I can't enter the space and try to defeat MacBooks or PCs or iPhones or Google Pixels or whatever. But what I can do is build the next generation of what everyone ends up adopting, which is glasses. Right. That's like like, yes, we understand that this VR headset's not gonna be a thing that everyone's using. Exactly. And so he knows if we are the leaders in glasses, then we become the gatekeeper. And so he's like, all right, well, even if I have to fire 30,000 people who don't believe in my future or my vision, I'd rather have 60 or 70,000 people focus in one direction rather than 100,000 people focus in a bunch of different directions who don't even agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure, call it, oh, you know, you have a bunch of FUD or whatever you want to call it, like fear, whatever it stands for, mm-hmm. fear that you know, meta stock is tanking because the masses don't see his vision. They don't see the future. And for me, I'm like, wow, this is a great buy. <laughs> like, this is the time to sell because bro. it's on sale, literally. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's 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 three and a half times where it was, just for him to benchmark it where he was at before, which that's easy for Zuck. He's going to blow through that. So I'm like, all right, well, this is where my next investment is going to be. And mm. it's funny because a lot of people don't like Zuckerberg. And to be real, there are arguments for people on my team internally and immersed to also not be a fan of Zuckerberg. But I'm like, but putting all those biases aside, let's look at this thing objectively. Like, he, he sees where things are going. He's going to own the next hardware platform. Apple was going to come out with glasses, which is why they're working on it as well. If Apple affirms that Zuckerberg is on the, on the right direction and they start building theirs too, clearly this is heading in that type of direction. Zuckerberg is the only one to publicly come out and say, we're going to be doing this. No matter what y'all say, no matter how many haters there are, this is going to be the future of the internet. So mm-hmm. we're going to invest in it. I commend him for that. And he's going to pull it off. He's not necessarily going to be the number one winner. But he has a really strong shot at trying to be, yeah. and even if he's number two to Apple, that's still a very good position. So if he's going to own the next generation of computing, being glasses, I'm in. So yeah, yeah. So
0: It's just like it's like it's like to, it's it's like for everybody who's like, dang, I wish I would have invested in Apple when the iPhone came out, and, and instead of like, yeah. like, I didn't know people would you know use this thing, or even the iPod. And yeah. if you think about it, like you said. He even though he doesn't control the hardware, part of why Facebook became face like so sep- subconscious is every phone you got had a Facebook app on it, yeah. which I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that the same goes for you guys in VR, like with Immersed or like
1: when people yeah. I, I
0: really I really do, because I think you, you all nailed it. And
1: you have the right heads. It, it just seems. Well, if you oh, if you go to any Best Buy or, or Walmart that has these headsets on demo, immerses on the headset. So try it out.
0: Oh, it's done. Bro, yeah, let me know it's when there. you
1: go public. Course, sorry, it'll be on Instagram. Uh, just follow Instagram. You'll see it all there, man.
0: No, you know, but, uh, anyway, so it's cool. To see, yeah, I, I hear you on that. Facebook does not own the metaverse, but, but they're a strong they player are, for it. They're a strong player. And and
1: I guess a way to think about it is it's like saying Google or Facebook owns the internet right now. They don't. Yes. Um, yes. It's just where you spend most of your time if you're logging on the internet. And so likewise with this metaverse to come, the application that figures out how to get you to use uh, their app the most Maybe people will call that a metaverse or something. But when I say I'm logging out to internet, I don't, I don't say Google or Facebook. I'll say I'll Google something or I'll connect with you on Facebook or connect with you on LinkedIn or whatever. As far as the metaverse to come, whatever app you end up using the most, it would be cool if, it, if there was a term that said, yo, uh, I'll see you in Immersed or uh, I'm going to be Immersed or whatever it is. Like That would be cool. But yeah. it, 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 w- w- the only way to actually end up being that uh, industry leader is to start now, build the best product, and the best product will win at the end. So,
0: yeah. Well, man, that's awesome. Rooting for you. I'm team immersed and I'm team you know, everybody, but it's like, I, I I love what I love that. It works and it's awesome. So, all right. Well, what's a good way for people to stay connected with you or to, to, yeah. uh, yeah, just to, to be connected with you and your products
1: moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I think that Instagram is probably the outlet I, I mean, that's how you are connected, right? It's, uh, it's the one I use. I'm on TikTok and Twitter and everything else as well. So, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm people connect to me decently on Twitter. free to reach out on LinkedIn or, or actually, I, I block a lot of people on LinkedIn because I, I get a lot of spam there. Uh, I get a lot of spam in my email. I get a lot of spam, like, like random numbers on my text. So, I don't, the main thing is going to be Instagram and probably Twitter. Gotcha. Renji awesome. Bijoy
0: cool man well i'm looking forward to the to the present and the future of of immersed and uh i thank you so much these it was cool to i've already heard some of the things about the myths like debunking some of the myths but your take on it was brilliant and um you just really i really appreciate your your posture you're really a humble guy really wise and you know, you have a tender heart towards wisdom. I can tell And, you know, my dad used to tell me growing up, like, you know, because you have a tender heart towards these things, things will come to you early in life. And, um, and it's just, you're, you're, I just feel like you're one of those guys who's just, who's on time because your pride and ego doesn't get in the way, man. Just like,
1: keep,
0: keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for your time. Literally. I'm like, you just, yeah. and some random dude and uh hopefully we can play some <laughs> ball and i can become less of a random dude but all right yeah yeah uh, nonetheless, you're an awesome man yeah nonetheless thank you